welcome to Baptist Perspective with Jimmy Barber. Whether you're listening while driving home from work, sitting with a hot cup of coffee, or making dinner, we hope this podcast will be thought-provoking and edifying. Now, here with today's episode is Jimmy Barber. In previous podcasts, we studied the subject of justification. In the podcast for today, we are beginning the study of sanctification. In theology, this subject is generally presented after justification, and so will we follow this pattern as well. Hopefully, in our studies, you will be able to see the connection of justification and sanctification, as well as how they differ. When studying justification, we attempted to show what justification is and the truth of the phrase, justification by faith. In doing so, we avoided the difficulty of trying to expose the many different defective views, as I understand them. I believe too often one is buried in the quagmire of a multitude of positives and negatives in studying certain doctrines. It has been my opinion for many years to simply seek the truth of the scriptures regarding a subject instead of weighing all the different designs and ideas set forth and becoming so overwhelmed and lost in the sea of uncertainty. I realize that my way of thinking may seem too simplistic, and that it may run the risk of being narrow-minded and having tunnel vision, and therefore miss the truth of the matter. Nevertheless, I believe that if one seeks to channel his thinking with the overall truth of orthodoxy as presented down through the centuries, he will likely avoid sectarian notions and heretical doctrines altogether. More importantly, when considering any subject, it is essential that we submit our thinking to the clear, overall teaching of the scriptures regarding it. The Lord willing, we will follow this same line of thinking as we not only study all topics, but with the doctrine of sanctification too. I believe Arthur Pink raised several questions to be considered regarding this subject. They are as follows. But what is sanctification? Is it a quality or position? Is sanctification a legal thing or an experimental? That is to say, is it something the believer has in Christ or in himself? Is it absolute or relative? by which we mean, does it admit of degree or no? Is it unchanging or progressive? Are we sanctified at the time we are justified, or is sanctification a later blessing? How is this blessing obtained? By something which is done for us, or by us, or both? How may one be assured he has been sanctified? What are the characteristics, the evidences, the fruits? How are we to distinguish between sanctification by the Father, sanctification by the Son, sanctification by the Spirit, sanctification by faith, sanctification by the Word? Is there any difference between sanctification and holiness? If so, what? Are sanctification and purification the same thing? 
Does sanctification relate to the soul or the body or both? What position does sanctification occupy in order of divine blessings? What is the connection between regeneration and sanctification? What is the relation between justification and sanctification? Wherein does sanctification differ from glorification? Exactly what is the place of sanctification in regard to salvation? Does it proceed or follow, or is it an integral part of it? Why is there so much diversity of opinion upon these points, scarcely any two writers treating of the subject in the same manner? Our purpose here is not simply to multiply questions, but to indicate the many-sidedness of our present theme and to intimate the various avenues of approach to the study of it. That's from Pink's work on the Doctrine of Sanctification, pages 8 and 9 in my copy. I believe that the subject of sanctification is often misunderstood and carries the idea of sinless perfection. This is not the case because God makes it abundantly clear that we not only have sinned in the past, but that we currently have sinned. 1 John 1.10 declares, If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. And 1 John 1.8 states, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Therefore, whosoever professes that he has not sinned makes God a liar, and if one affirms that he does not have sin, he is deceived and is not of the truth. The Apostle Paul also acknowledged his sinfulness. For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good I find not. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? That's quoting from Romans chapter 7, verses 18, 21, 23, 24. There is no such thing as sinless perfection in man other than Jesus Christ, this side of glory. With this being said, it is equally certain that God works sanctification in the lives of his people. Before we get too far into the subject at hand, it is important that we understand what is meant by sanctification. The two primary words for sanctification are the Hebrew word pedash and the Greek word hagios. There are derivatives of these two words, but we will limit our study essentially to these two in order to simplify the matter as much as possible. McClintock and Strong Encyclopedia said that these two words are rendered holy, hallowed, and sanctified. 
The International Standard Bible Encyclopedia states that the words holy, hallow, hallowed, holiness, consecrate, saint, sanctify, and sanctification are all translations of the same word and that therefore no one of them can be treated adequately without reference to the others. End of quote. The article further says, quote, By sanctification is ordinarily meant that hallowing of the Christian believer by which he is freed from sin and enabled to realize the will of God in his life. This is not, however, the first or common meaning in the scriptures. To sanctify means commonly to make holy, that is, to separate from the world and consecrate to God. End of quote. When we see the total number of related words that are found in the scriptures linked to the subject of sanctification, we are amazed and made to consider the overwhelming evidence that God would have us to seriously consider this doctrine. Notice in the following chart the number of times the ten words related to sanctification are used in the verses as found in the scriptures, including the word sanctification with the other ten words as seen below we find a total of 959 times in 877 verses that sanctification and the related words are found in the Holy Scriptures. Remember that this information is from the King James Version Bible as given in the Computer Bible Program entitled Sword Searcher. Here's a listing of the words and the times used. Holy, 611 times in 544 verses. Holiness, 43 times in 43 verses. Hallow, 15 times in 15 verses. Hallowed, 22 times in 21 verses. Consecrate, 14 times for 14 verses. Concentrated, 14 times in 14 verses. Saint, five times in three verses, saints, plural, 96 times in 95 verses, sanctify, 70 times in 65 verses, sanctified, 62 times in 58 verses, and sanctification, five times in five verses, giving the total as given before, 957 times in 877 verses. The modern religious world says much about the love of God in the scriptures say that God is love two times. But the holiness of God is ascribed to him well over 600 times. The scriptures clearly affirm that his people not only are commanded to be holy, be ye holy for I am holy, Leviticus 11.44-45 and 1 Peter 1.16, the Lord equally chastens his sons so that they are partakers of his holiness. Hebrews 12 verses 5 through 10. The idea that God will leave true believers to wallow in the mire of sin and live in the ways of the world is contrary to the idea of salvation. 
people who live accordingly are not delivered from the world. Whereas the scriptures tell us that Jesus Christ gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father. Galatians 1.4 Notice that it is according to the will of God as well as the result of the person and work of Christ that the redeemed are delivered from this present evil world. It is to be further noted that the word for world is the Greek word ion or age, showing that it is talking about the system of this world. The Lord willing, we will enlarge on this in future studies. But our time is up for today. Farewell. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Baptist Perspective. We archive our episodes so you can go back anytime and listen again. Do you have a question about something you've heard or just want to let us know you're listening? Visit us at baptistperspective.wordpress.com. That's baptistperspective.wordpress.com. Thanks again for listening.